It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk. We are with you until 6 o'clock as usual. 356-9397 is the telephone number. Matt Daniels, sports editor of the News Gazette, is here. Scott Ritchie is here. Bob Osmussen is with us on the telephone. We'd love to talk to you if you'd like to join us. Again, 356-9397 is the number. Some basketball news, some football discussion uh, to get through today. Mr. Daniels, how are you? Doing well, Steve. How are you? Doing good. Scott Ritchie here as well. Illinois into the top 15 of the AP poll up to uh, number 12. More on that coming up. We just learned a few minutes ago, uh, sadly, of the passing of uh, former Illini Bogey Redmond from Collinsville, Illinois. He played back uh, in the early to mid-60s at the U of I, 63, 64, and 65. I had a chance to interview him once. It's been 20 years ago, probably, but a very nice guy. And uh, so he would have been, what, in his mid-70s? Yeah, I think 77. Okay. Um, he, uh, he played on some really great uh, teams down at Collinsville High School under the direction of Virgil Fletcher down there and then obviously came to, to Illinois and uh, had some success on, on the hardwood here as well and played with some of the better players in, in Illinois history, and he left his own mark too. And uh, I'm pretty sure he was still down in the Metro East area Um working down there and uh that's just it's unfortunate news to hear um he uh, you know wasn't a you know all-american or you know one of the all-time leading scorers or anything like that but he was a really steady player for some really good illinois teams in the the early to mid 1960s so bogey redman has passed away not sure if he'd been ill or not but uh, certainly a sad day for those in his family and folks that uh, follow Illinois basketball. Speaking of which, as I mentioned, Illinois is up to uh, number 12. Scott Ritchie, is that about where you had them in uh, your poll? Scott had them number one. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I didn't. Uh, you no, had a zero to it as well. Yeah, I had them at 10. So, <coughs> <laughs> uh, no. I mean, there, there were several people, in fact, that voted Illinois higher than I did. Um, so, not a homer, just, you know. Results a good matter. judge of basketball. As as I as I made Scott Ritchie write in tomorrow's paper for through his reasonings why and, and he lays them out in better detail than I can explain. But results matter, and that's why he's got Illinois at number ten, and uh, ultimately why they moved up seven spots too in the AP top twenty-five after their big win Friday night against Iowa. Yeah, and Iowa meanwhile dropped just one spot from seven to eight. Should have dropped more based on Fran McCaffrey's post-game press conference. I feel. <laughs> He didn't seem thrilled to answer any <laughs> questions, but I, I had Illinois at 10 and Iowa at 11 because I saw it with my own two eyes in person that I, uh, Illinois won the game and therefore in the moment. Which you, you and Steve were part of the season-high 190 we were. attendance at yeah. State Farm Center on Friday night. But we're, we're solid. We're, we're there every week. Yeah, El- Illinois in the moment, which is sort of what the AB poll is based on, 
I mean, it's got some season-long you know, trends to it, but Elmwood right now a better team. And also, I mean, if you want to look at the season, they have two more top 50 wins than Iowa. Have um, they been number 12 before this week, or does this continue the trend of them just floating around the pole like they have all season? They were number 12. Uh, I feel like they were, but... They've been yeah, pretty much back on January fourth. Okay, they were also number twelve because they've been pretty much everywhere. Yeah, the first the ten fall. weeks they were at a different spot every week. Okay. Well, Purdue's also in this week. Uh, Ohio State is up to number seven. Buckeyes are rolling. So uh, Big Ten well represented. What is that? Six teams in there. Yeah, six teams in the top twenty-five, and Purdue essentially just replaced Minnesota after beating the Gophers you know, over the weekend. Did you rank Purdue? I did finally. So the Purdue fans don't hate you this week? No, I, I mean they really hated me like once three years ago in the preseason. I think. Yeah. yeah, and I mean like I don't know. I don't think they deserve to be ranked when I didn't rank them in the preseason. Did you but vote uh, for Drake, or had you been voting for Drake? Uh, I did not, and I you know have not. No like, love for the Missouri Valley, I take it. Well, more like just no love for a Drake team that you know, like yeah, I get they're undefeated, and um, I, th- I thought results matter, Scott. Yeah. Well, their best win, let me just throw this out there for you. Do you feel like you're recording your Inside the Line Basketball podcast with Jim Rosso right now as he harasses you on every point? Yeah, a little bit. Also, <laughs> uh, episode 136 is now available <laughs> everywhere you get your podcasts. No, but Drake's best win, I guess two because they played twice, but it's Missouri State, and Missouri State's 126th in Ken Palm. Like, they also have, like, they're 16-0, and okay, but they also played two non-D1 teams, so they're 14-0. and they haven't played anybody. And they what they needed overtime to beat Illinois State last year. Yeah, night. and I mean This you know, isn't Rico Hills, Illinois State or Kevin Stalling. There was a Illinois time, State you know, team. where I used to ride or die with the Redbirds, but they're not good. <laughs> so it's And Drake. and they play tonight again, those two same teams. They I do. Yeah. Um Drake and Loyola play February thirteenth and fourteenth. That would give Drake like a legit win or two if they do it, or Loyola usurps the top of the Missouri Valley. We'll see. Other basketball news, Io DeSumo, the Big Ten Player of the Week today, also the National Player of uh, the Week from NCAA March Madness. The Team of the Week from that same group, Oklahoma. Yeah, Lon Kruger's got the Sooners rolling right now. It's, uh, he, never, he never ages, and he He's never... He's just an under-the-radar kind of guy. And he never seems to have a bad season on, on any college sideline. Minus his days at the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I mean, Illinois made a big jump in the, the poll this week, but Oklahoma's was significantly you know, bigger. They are up to number – got to look it up again. Number nine. Number nine. They are at 24 last week. Yeah. But they beat two top ten teams um, this past week in Alabama and Texas. So uh, and that's after a win they got against the free-falling Kansas Jayhawks. I don't want to talk about it. Up uh, next for Illinois at Indiana tomorrow night. By the way, because of uh, the travel situation with the team heading to Bloomington, there's no Brad Underwood show tonight at 7. So be advised of that. And Illinois is about a four-point favorite in that ball game, despite the fact they've lost seven straight in uh, Bloomington. So they'll try to break out of that streak. Yeah, haven't won a game in Bloomington at the last Assembly Hall standing um, since 2010. Yeah, was, That's when there were two assembly halls. Yeah, so a, in the State Farm Center era, they've never won <laughs> at assembly. <laughs> yeah, so that was a a Mike Tisdale game. He had twenty seven points and nine rebounds. But uh, yeah, it's been more than a decade since Illinois last won at Indiana. Of course, there were some similar streaks like that snapped last year by mostly the same Illinois team. One other basketball note involving Io and Kofi as well. 
both are on the 20-man wooden award updated list at this point for the National Player of the Year. So those guys are hanging in there with their uh, seasons so far. Illinois at Indiana tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. And then Wisconsin is in the State Farm Center coming up Saturday afternoon at 1.30 game. Let's bring in Bob Osmussen on the phone who's been listening quietly. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing good. You didn't fall asleep or anything there, Bob? No, no, not at all. I want to to congratulate Scott. His ballot is awesome this week. I looked at it. I know the 10 for Illinois seems maybe a little high, but he had Creighton number eight. So (laughs) good job, Scott. Excellent work. Benoit Benjamin and Kyle Kyle Korver apparently are eligible for the Blue Jays still. Uh, They're they're a pretty good team. Yeah, Marcus Zagorowski is one of the better guards in the country, so. Does that mean more oh, to you, go. Scott, that when, when a fellow pollster says good things about you, even though he's, he's a football pollster? Well, I think there's um, – Bob had a reason maybe for like, <laughs> liking my ballot He kind of buried the lead there, didn't <laughs> yeah. he? Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I was going there thinking, I was like, well, that's really nice of Bob. And then it was like, well, it's just because of Creighton. Uh, but you know, currently um, there's a website. It's called College Poll Tracker. It tracks you know, AP Top 25 for football and basketball, you know, every ballot. And – you know, gives people just fans a chance to to vote. You know, thumbs up or thumbs down on every ballot submitted. And right now, I have the highest rated ballot, and that's mostly. I get be- you. I, I give you a thumbs up. So it's I, very I, modest, I Scott Ritchie here in studio tonight. This is well. the second straight no, I mean, week I've had the highest rated ballot, and it's because of his ballot's really good. His it's because of, I, mean, I just looked at it. It's really good. It's because of Bob, and then also uh, all of the new fans I've made at St. Bonaventure. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess you could probably, if you took the time, you could look at a guy's voting history and determine how much work they put in on it, because I'm sure it's more for some <laughs> than others, especially, uh, I think more so maybe on the football side. I don't think, when you get into the coaches' poll especially, but uh, um, I think you could tell who's doing their homework. Well, I mean, I, I do <laughs> spend some I know time you putting this together. Um, yeah, but there's some... I see a ballot some weeks, and I'm like, there's some interesting choices being made there. But, uh, yeah, the, the website I mentioned, yeah, it's, it has about all you could you want to know. It also sort of tracks, you know, individual voters' biases towards or against teams. And it's based on, you know, how many spots above or below average you've ranked a team over a certain number of weeks. And I guess currently I favor the basketball programs at Furman, and Mississippi State. And maybe <laughs> just because Furman's coach is Bob Ritchie. Uh, long-lost <laughs> relation. <you> <laughs> long-lost relation. No, they had they had a run a couple of years ago where, I mean, they beat Villanova or, uh, in the top 25 briefly, and I, I gave them a little more love than I guess everybody else did. Quick, what's the Furman nickname? Paladins. Okay. What state are they in? Uh, South Carolina. True. You win a special prize. (laughs) you get to be on the rest of the sports talk. (laughs) It is the 521. This is Monday Night Sports Talk. Phone line is open, 356-9397 if you want to join us. We've got more basketball to talk about, some football as well. We'd love to hear from you. We'll talk some high school sports also. Stay with us. We'll take our first time out and be back after this. This is Beth with the Illinois Bariatric Center and Olympian Surgical Suites in Champaign. It's been a difficult time for all of us these last six weeks, but as we transition to better times, we at IBC are again able to schedule consultations as well as elective surgeries and procedures for those who've had to delay treatment. 
We are back in the office seeing our weight loss surgery patients and helping them along their journey. We welcome new patients interested in pursuing all forms of surgical weight loss, including gastric balloon, lap band, and sleeve gastrectomy. In addition, if you've delayed gastrointestinal procedures, such as a screening colonoscopy, and are finding that you may be waiting many more months for routine or follow-up exams, call us at IBC to see if we may be able to see you sooner. Olympian Surgical Suites non-hospital and longtime dedicated staff will help ensure all safeguards for your care and protection. Illinois Bariatric Center and Olympian Surgical Suites in Champaign, founded by Dr. Sidney Rorscheid. Be one of his more than 2,000 success stories. Call 217-693-5700 or go to IllinoisBariatric.com. Dear Winter, we're not scared of you because almost nothing can stand in the way of a new 2021 Toyota. When you say stay home under a blanket, the Camry all-wheel drive comes out to play. The 2021 Corolla is hotter than ever with tons of tech to keep you plugged in to your favorite apps, music, and more. Snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4's available all-wheel drive with multi-terrain select. And with over 200 horses under the hood, the RAV4 weathers the toughest storms. Grab the family, hop in the Highlander, and go build some snowmen. Everyone will be comfy with available heated front seats and cushy seating for up to eight. With 15 models featuring available all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive, Toyota will get you everywhere you need to be this season. See you in the snow. Toyota. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Mow, dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes an easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, the number one selling subcompact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Berkey's, your local Kubota dealer. Located at 2202 South High Cross Road in Urbana. Hi, I'm Troy Lands, owner of Lands Inc. Your heating and cooling system works hard for you all year long to keep you and your family comfortable. That's why it's important to have it maintained and serviced regularly. Our techs are ready to help you with all your indoor air quality, humidity, and filtration needs. Visit LandsInc.com today for specials on a brand new train system for your home and to see for yourself why it's hard to stop a train. At Lands Inc., our commitment is to you, the customer. I'm Troy Lands, and you can come to my company because you can count on me. There is no other store like it in downstate Illinois. For family fun, for brain exercises that are fun, Dr. G's Brain Works Marketplace Small Champagne. Welcome back to the show, 525 Monday Night Sports Talk with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen. I'm Steve Kelly. We're with you until at 6 o'clock hour this evening. Phone line open, 356-9397. Let's go to the phones. Steve is with us. Good evening, Steve. What's on your mind? Hey, good evening, guys. But I just wanted to thank Matt for writing a good article on Art Seavers back in December. And Saturday is the big ribbon-cutting ceremony. They're going to name the gym, cut the ribbon, and play their first games in it. So I just wanted to thank Matt for the coverage that he gave Art. Yeah, no, Buzz is a, a living legend on, on the high school scene and uh, produces copious, copious amounts of information that rivals any any Division One program that's out there. I remember seeing him a couple of years ago at a Monticello boys basketball game in the sectional final. I think they were playing St. Joseph Ogden, and 
he stopped by and made sure I had all the pregame notes that he had assembled for Monticello and all the stats. And I mean, he's, he's great. And, uh, it's a deserving honor for him. I know one that he wasn't expecting by any means, but yeah, they, uh, the Sages host, uh, Paxton Buckley Loda scheduled for knock on wood since, you know, we live in a pandemic still, but scheduled for Saturday, four thirty, And, uh, it's just too bad that obviously, uh, restricted numbers will be allowed inside, the new gym there, but uh, a worthy honor for uh, for Buzz Sievers. Anyway, he's done a lot of work for the IHSA, mm-hmm. Illinois State, oh, yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even around his sporting event, he he's there to be found. So. Yep, that is true. But I want to, that was a good article back in December you wrote on him. So just wanted to thank you for it. Oh no problem. Thanks for the call, Steve. Appreciate it, Steve. Three five six nine three nine seven is the number if you'd like to join us on Monday Night Sports Talk. Let's bring Bob back into the conversation. Some football chatter here. Wednesday is the first day of the next signing period for uh, the Fighting Illini and other college programs across the country. What are you hearing on how things are going in that regard? I, I think they're fine. Obviously, you got a late start, uh, not any fault of the zone, but I think the staff is going to be really good in terms of getting getting out there and getting players. It, it's going to be tough, but they'll get, they'll get some guys, they'll get some help, and I think it's more important, watch the waiver wire, watch the transfer photo the rest of the rest of spring and summer. I think this guy's not done fixing his roster because he's got some work to do. But, but, again, I think he hired, to me, really good recruiters. And I think that's critical. Tom Lehman said last week he, he liked the hire for a lot of reasons. I think one of them was the fact that he put some people in place that can go out and beat the bushes and find some players. So, I think they're in good shape, but much better shape than two months ago. How about that? Watching the um, transfer portal could be a full-time job for one or more people these days, couldn't it? Absolutely. And uh, fortunately, I believe I believe Pat Hamilton was retained. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure who he was. Yeah. That's right, Matt. Yes. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. And I, that was important because I think Pat has kind of a grasp of where Illinois was there. And I think I think they're going to do good work that way. Uh, it's really it's amazing. He's just survived. I think he first came in with Tim Beckman. Mm-hmm. So he's he kicked us out of practice one day, Bob. Well, that was, it, that was he, he was a he was a lowly but, grad assistant, and Pat's a great guy. And, and he's like you said, Bob. He, he's, he survived uh, all the coaching changes that have, that have that have happened. But he he was summoned to uh, tell politely. Mind you, politely tell Bob and myself to leave practice one day after the allotted 30 minutes of stretching inside Memorial Stadium. And Bob and I were being kind of crafty that day, I want to say, because we were kind of moving around the bleachers on the right. the east side, seeing if we could get away with being there longer. But Pat came up and told us to leave. But Pat's a great guy, like you said, Bob. Crafty. He's huh? on his fourth, fourth staff. Yeah. Fourth staff. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, we were we were. I, I learned it and kind of taught taught Matt to do that. Let's move around. They can't tell us to go if they can't find us. So <laughs> that well, that that I, is crafty. Then. It's, well, and I, I'll tell you, I'm used to watching practice from going back 30 years, right? So I started doing it with Tepper, and, and they let I saw everything. Literally, there were years where I saw literally every practice, every moment of practice. So to really want to go back, back to nothing. But uh, hopefully, I've heard some good things about Coach Bielema in terms of making things a little more accessible, not just for the media, but I mean that's first, but also for fans. And I think that'll be that'll be a, 
if you're struggling like the team is, I think you want to let, let people see what's going on. I think you want to make yourself accessible. I think that's critical. And I, I hopefully the media will get more access post-COVID, of course, not pre-COVID. I completely get it this year. It made perfect sense. But I think going forward, when we all get vaccinated, and then we can probably go b- come back to practice. Well, Bob, like you, we mentioned earlier, National Signing Day, the second part of National Signing Day happens on on Wednesday, Illinois has got two high school recruits that have committed uh, since Brett Bielema was hired at all. I understand the logic and the reasoning of having the early signing period, and I think a lot of coaches are in favor of it, but do you miss kind of the buildup to just that one day, the first Wednesday in February, where all eyes in the sports world were, were really geared in on, on college football recruiting? Yeah, yes, it was kind of like a holiday. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work for the coaches, of course, a lot of work for the, for the media. I remember year after year, Matt, you did, did part of this too, scrambling to write about these guys. <laughs> they all it never felt somebody out of the blue would sign on that day. Mm-hmm. We did not know about it. Yeah. So we're, Matt and I would be scrambling, trying to, what do you know about Joe Smith from Arkansas? You know, it was like, oh, God. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was, it was a great, it was like a hol- national holiday, and you really could turn a program. I, I think back to Ron Zook, maybe probably second class, Maybe third class, one second or third class. He kind of turned his program by bringing this class with Bridges Ban and Martez Wilson and all these guys, and it really made a difference. So yeah, I do miss that, but I also completely understand the desire to have two. I think it makes sense. Now, it kind of doesn't help Coach uh, Coach Bielema this time because most of his decisions were made for him before he even got here. So he doesn't have ten spots; he's got two or three or whatever. So I think that's kind of hard for a new guy, a new coach. That's hard. He'll have a chance to catch up next year. I'm with you, Bob. I go back to where you could sit down and practice all day, all afternoon if you wanted to. When I first came to town, Mike White was in the early part of his career. You want to bring a TV camera in? Sure. Bring it on in here. You, you want to sit right in the middle of the field? You, you can do that. And then, you know, once you start getting a little success and you start winning some games, that got backed up a little bit. And then... Uh, with the advent of social media over the years, it's changed a whole lot, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, unfortunately. Uh, go ahead, Bob. No, you go ahead, Matt. I, I think you got you got a right idea about this. No, right. I mean, it, it's unfortunate in the sense that, uh, you know, practice in college football and in, in college basketball, too, is, is and I get it, and like Bob said earlier, I understand why we're in the middle of a pandemic, why access is restricted, why you have barely met Brett Bielema in person since he's been here at all, but it is unfortunate just because it allows the media is a conduit for the fans that that can't be there every step of the way to, to let the people inside that know what's going on with the program. And access has been limited for some time where at football practice, all you can really see is them stretching and doing some very minor basic work in terms of the position groups. Now, I will tell Illinois' credit, before the pandemic, they always made training camp practices open. They didn't lock anything down at all. I mean, I would hate to be covering Michigan football where you don't see anyone in person for essentially a month, month and a half while the season's getting ready. But it is – it's just unfortunate that that's kind of the 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 parameters that are out there and uh, it doesn't really – it makes it harder to, to do your job more effectively. There's my Steve, me, there's me, my media rant for the night. Well, Steve, tell me if you agree with this. I think to me the value of practice 
Because anything I see, I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I really don't. I know roughly what they're doing. I know who's out there. But the value for a reporter is to be around the guys, see the players up close and personal, talk to them, say hello, all that, the the relationship she starts. Mm-hmm. And the guys also see the reporters and say, oh, I can talk to Bob because Bob's, Bob's here. Right. So he sees me, reporter, the uh, players see us and say, this, oh, he must be okay to talk to they loosen up, and everything gets better when you when you make it open, make it transparent. It really helps. Steve, you play over the years, got to know a lot of these guys, and it's really, I mean, Josh Whitman, for God's sake, so I yeah. get from him from watching and practice every day. So I think it's a great value. Yeah, I totally agree with that, and uh, it's it's about building relationships and and talking uh, not only to the players but to the other coaches, the assistant coaches as well. And you know, I, I'm with you. I I wouldn't know what. Uh, kind of plays they're working on just watch it i couldn't tell an opponent uh, a reporter or anything else what they were working on practice i'm not uh, i'm not looking for that kind of stuff we're not football coaches exactly and if i'd see a fight in practice i didn't necessarily think that was newsworthy mm-hmm. so I, I did i you know i kept that and so there's a lot of things that go on that that uh, i mean if it, it came from a tool if you report out on every physical altercation exactly. there was or every skirmish or every verbal sparring there was that's all you'd be doing or every time a Coach yelled at the player. Exactly. That's all you'd write about. Right. So, yeah. It, and yeah. Maybe, maybe things will change a little bit. And not, you know, I don't know that we're ever going back to those days. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of encouraged uh, early on with uh, Brett Bielma and, and the access that I think he's going to, or mm-hmm. at least hope he's going to give the media to not only the players, but to the assistant coaches. You want to write a story on the offensive line? You want to talk to, mm-hmm. to Bart Miller? You, yes. You know, you want to talk, to, uh, do a story on the running backs? You'd like to be able to talk to, to Corey Patterson. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully that'll be that'll be worked out yet, but uh, hopefully like it goes that way. Sounds like that's going to be the case. It does. It, Sounds like it? that's going to be the case. Yeah, I think that's I've heard that. So what he did at other places, I hope he will do it here. I think Ken Brown can have a lot of say in that, and maybe Josh Whitman as well. They can kind of encourage him. You know, we're – as a media group, I would say the only, people that cover Illinois media, of course, I'm biased. We're pretty fair. We're also pretty nice. So I, there, or if you're worried about anything getting out, I don't think that's a real issue with this group. I mean, I'm talking about people covering basketball like Scott, people like covering football like me and, and others that are at our paper and beyond. We're going to be pretty fair and friendly. So I don't think there's any reason for this to be adversarial. And I hope, hopefully they will do like what you're asking, Steve and Scott or Matt, but making it more a little more accessible. It's always good. And that was just a Lovey Smith thing, and that's not necessarily me knocking Lovey Smith. That's kind of the NFL way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what he brought. But and speaking of Lovey Smith, let's get your thoughts on his new job. It didn't take him long to uh, to land something, and he's going back to his home state of Texas with the Houston Texans as uh, Texans as defensive coordinator. What do you think? I think that's what he wanted to do. I, I think post, he's not going to be a head coach again. I don't believe. I mean, I, I guess somebody in the NFL could tire him again. I doubt it, given what happened last time. So I think in college, college is probably done for him. So I think this is the best opportunity. He clearly wants to coach still. I'm sure they're going to pay him a lot of money. The question that I think her, I heard Lauren talk about this with uh, Brian this morning, how does that affect Illinois in terms of what they have to pay Levy? And that's something we have to find out. Sounds like Illinois will get a break because Levy Smith is hired to find another job. So maybe that's a good thing for Illinois, too. 
and then honestly it's not like lovey needs all that money he's he's doing he's done pretty well throughout his, his coaching career but it is an interesting move he's uh, going to a franchise that on the outside appears to be in a lot of turmoil because their star quarterback is demanding a trade and they're not really wanting to give Deshaun Watson that that leverage and in a a twit in a tie to East Central Illinois too it's intriguing because Lovey Smith's gonna be the defensive coordinator and he was here in Champaign for five years and the Texans offensive coordinator is Tim Kelly who played college football at Eastern Illinois and was a defensive tackle there and Scott and I covered him in college and never once thought I thought he could be a coach someday maybe because he kind of got started on that pass shortly after he left EIU but I never once saw him being an an OC for an NFL team 15 years after his college days ended especially because he was a defensive tackle (laughs) (laughs) at Eastern but you know shout out to the Panthers Um, and he'll have him and Lovey I'm sure will have some good stories to tell because Tim's from uh, Tim's from Chicago I went to St. Patrick High School up in up in Chicago so I'm sure he was uh closely followed lovey smith's time with the bears and uh, it'll be interesting dynamic between those two one final football note uh, involving illinois or a former illinois player kendrick green has been invited to the nfl combine which will be a little bit different this year just a little <laughs> it'll be a remote combine and uh, so uh, bob that's good news for him it might be an indication that uh, you know that uh, he will be drafted relatively early I don't mean first oh, or yeah. second round. But. Yeah. I don't think oh, Urban Meyer is yeah, going to take him with the top pick no. for the Jaguars. No, but he, the people like him. Mm-hmm. I, everybody I talk to about him say he could play. He's going to be, if he doesn't get hurt, and that's always the, and doesn't happen as much with linemen, but he's got a chance to be one of those 10 year guys, 12 year guys. And Illinois has done a lot of that over the years. I think Nick Allegretti is going to be one of those guys, too. I think uh, Ted Karras is on his way to being one of those guys. So I think, yeah, Kendrick Green, the key here for him, and I think everybody would agree with this, is hopefully gets picked by the right team. So I know who the wrong team is. There are some wrong teams out there. We hopefully gets picked up by a team that could, doesn't have to necessarily throw him in there right away, but a place where he can grow into a starting spot over a couple of years. But he's such a good guy, such a good hard worker. I have no doubt he'll do everything possible, like Nick Allegretti to become a player for a long time. So I, I root for him. I, I hope he does well, and he's such a good, good person. And I think we'll see him in like for 10 years or so. So good, good, good luck to him. 540 is the time. We mentioned that uh, Wednesday is the uh, first day of this second signing period. Something else going on Wednesday that you'd like to talk about, Bob? Oh, yeah. She's not listening, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, my wife has a birthday. and I, I, My wife, Julie, I won't name. I won't say the year, how many years, because that'd be rude. But I'll, I will say she's older than me, and I will say I'm 59. <laughs> so you can kind of figure it out from there. I, all I say is she's older than me, and I'm 59. So you can figure it out. But she won't. She won't be listening to this anyway. So it's fine. Not a big deal. Well, isn't you, she in the house with you right now, Bob? Somewhere, but she's not. Listening. <laughs> I'll send her a link. <laughs> With a timestamp. Yeah. Exactly at 540 30. It's 26 years. We're not, we're not, we don't get mad at each other very often. But I think she'll be fine with everybody knowing she has a birthday coming up uh, Wednesday. So good job, Bob. She's a saint. She is. I <laughs> agree. Need to take a break at 541. We'll talk some more Illinois basketball. We'll hear from Brad Underwood and Jacob Grandison. As well, stay with us. The phone line will stay open, 356-9397. Monday Night Sports Talk back after this. 
It's hard to imagine your first grade son going from building blocks to brain surgery. I'm Darcy, and a routine eye exam detected my son Blake's rare brain tumor. We worried about the effects radiation could have on someone so young. So we did our research and found Northwestern Medicine Proton Center. Proton therapy is an advanced form of treatment delivering precise doses of radiation to a patient's tumor with the goal of reducing the risk of side effects and damage to surrounding healthy tissue. We were able to stay at the Ronald McDonald House for six weeks while Blake received daily radiation. The treatment worked. He had no side effects. For over 10 years, Northwestern Medicine Proton Center has remained the only proton therapy treatment center in Illinois, treating a range of tumors, including breast, head and neck, pediatric, lung, prostate, and brain. Aside from a small scar, you'd never know what Blake went through. Now, he's just a happy fourth grader. Northwestern Medicine. What makes us better, makes you better. Visit protoncenter.nm.org. Our homes are where we feel the most happy, safe, and secure. So when we see signs of foundation problems like cracks and uneven floors, we want to make sure it's fixed forever. At Woods Basement Systems, we understand. We've been eliminating foundation worries since 1986. Call Woods at 800-388-9326 for a free estimate. That's 800-388-9326 and stop worrying. Foundation problems don't get better with time. They get better with us. They're all things basement experts. Go online to woodsbasementsystems.com today. That's woodsbasementsystems.com. What does Schwab's modern approach to wealth management really mean? For starters, it means delivering personal solutions for your financial goals, not theirs. It means empowering investors no matter how little or how much they have, and it means providing great service. If you're not satisfied for any reason, we'll refund your eligible fee and work with you to make things right, guaranteed. Visit schwab.com slash compare us to learn more or call the Champaign Independent Branch at 217-689-4767. Hey sports fans, this is Jason Gotch, host of Statelines, Illinois' number one pro football gambling program. The NFL playoffs are here, and my co-host John Spataro and I are handing out free picks every weekend on our podcast, Statelines, Illinois' number one pro football gambling program. Tune in this week to hear our picks and hopefully make a little money. Go to statelines.show to download our latest episode. New episodes drop every Friday during the NFL playoffs all the way through the Super Bowl. Don't miss out. Go to statelines.show right now or find Statelines on your favorite podcast platform. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Watch your favorite TV channels now with help from Menards. Receive local HD digital broadcast channels for free with the help of RCA antennas. Watch the big game or catch up on the latest shows without the need for a cable subscription or an internet connection. An RCA amplified indoor TV antenna is perfect for better reception. Pick it up now for $14.99 at Menards. Sale prices are good through Saturday, February 13th. Save big money at Menards. Rolling on towards 6 o'clock on Monday Night Sports Talk, 5.45 is the time. No Brad Underwood show this evening here on DWS or Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. The basketball team is making its way to Bloomington, Indiana for that game tomorrow night against the Indiana Hoosiers, second meeting of the season between those two teams. Indiana, Scott's been kind of up and down. They beat Iowa right before Iowa came here, so you're not positive what you're going to get. But uh, they seem to play a little better at home, even though I'm not convinced there's a home court advantage this year in college basketball. But uh, in their surroundings that they're familiar with, they they play better there. Well, they were playing better at home, but they've lost their last two uh, to Purdue, which wasn't particularly close, and then a close one uh, on Sunday. 
it was a late game. Yeah, they lost uh, to Rutgers, who's not a bad team, but that's your team, well. Scott. They were. I, I you can find out also why Scott Ritchie loves Rutgers in episode five of Inside the Line of Football, <laughs> which is available wherever you can get your podcast as well. Yeah, double dipped uh, today, but um, yeah, it, it's sort of been trademark Indiana in the Archie Miller era, where they're just fine. Like they're. Yeah, certainly not as good as the Indiana fans want Indiana basketball to be. I don't think Archie Miller is going to get fired this year unless Indiana just loses every game the rest of their regular season. But his seat has to be getting a little toasty in Bloomington. Well, it is. Okay. Uh, they haven't made an NCAA tournament. And, and they weren't going to make one last year. Uh, mm. They were on the bubble. I mean, they won 20 games. So, okay. in the so there would have been a 10 seed and lost in the first round. Probably, okay. but uh, so none official, and I, I mean they're nine and seven, four and five in the Big Ten right now. I mean I don't know if that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean he fixed the one thing Indiana fans started to hate about Tom Crean is like he's gotten the best players from Indiana to go to Indiana, and then they still can't win enough games. So uh, a little toasty on the seat, I think, but not. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be this year. That'd be a a rash decision, I think. Indiana basketball never makes rash decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, hear a little bit from Brad Underwood. They practiced early and then took off, and this is before they took off for Bloomington on the uh, game against Iowa and uh, the look ahead. Kind of nice to get back in a routine that we should be in. Uh, seems somewhat normal now. And again, as, as we're all finding out in Big Ten play, the next one's just as tough as the last one, so... I uh, felt good about the Iowa game. I thought we did some uh, some really, really positive things. Uh, going back, I was really pleased with Jacob Grandison, his activity, uh, his effectiveness on the glass. And then I thought that uh, we've all talked about Trent's explosion on the offensive side, but uh, the job he did defensively on Bohannon was really, really good, uh, really sound. You know, now it's on to Indiana, a team that uh, is tremendous defensively. They're playing better. Uh, in my opinion, Franklin hurt us in the first game. We've got to do a better job on him. Uh, we all know that Trace is uh, a very gifted player. He's been off the chart in the last five games, uh, getting to the foul line. And um, and then we've seen, uh, you know, Fennessey just have an eruption at Iowa the other night with his productivity. So a very good basketball team that's that's tremendous defensively. And, and we're going to have to be uh, we're going to have to be on our game to beat them. That game tomorrow night, 8 o'clock at Assembly Hall, Bloomington, Indiana. You mentioned uh, Jacob Grandison. We'll hear from him in just a moment. Uh, but, Scott, he was key the other night with a, a double-double in his second start. Yeah, and Illinois 2-0 and with Jacob Grandison in the starting lineup. Uh, so I guess maybe that was a, a good thing to do. But you know, he's done what he's done all season. has just been the energy guy yeah. and rebounded. Um but, you know, he knocked down some shots against, you know, Iowa. And, you know, his role was certainly expanding. I mean, he played 30 minutes, and, and there were games where he was getting five right. minutes or barely. I mean, maybe not even that. So he sort of figured out how he fits you know, with his team. And uh, if he plays like he did against Iowa, I mean, that's a – that'd be a boon for Illinois in the last month and a half. Here's Jacob Grandison on what he thinks about his role. We need an energy guy. Just making those, some people call them like dirty plays that people don't want to make, just hustle plays. And I got a lot of energy to give. And I think it's uh, one of the best ways that I can help impact uh, this team and help us win. So uh, that was kind of just my focus, just give it all I got. And I'm glad we got the win. 
I was talking with my my dad actually last night, and he was kind of asking me uh, because my role is different on this team. Um, you know, before I've I've had to be the guy that that scores the ball, and and that's been my role. But um, now I've kind of bought in and have figured out, and I'm still learning that I have that gear that I've I'm starting to tap into of just not getting tired. Um, and I've always been in good shape. Um, my conditioning has always been good, and I pride myself on it. But uh, um, it's just another uh, tool in my tool belt that I've, I've found and, and I'm going to keep using. That's Jacob Grandison. You know, you mentioned he played seven minutes one game, and then and then he plays 30, and he alluded to it there in that uh, soundbite about being in shape and staying in shape and to where that wasn't a factor. Yeah, and I just remember – you know, back when Illinois played Penn State uh, right there before Christmas and uh, Jake played 15 minutes and you know, that was the most he had played since the you know first two games of the season. And he said he was, you know, felt worn out, but you know, that he played twice as much you know, against Iowa and didn't seem to be kind of running out of steam at the, at the end of that game. And I think, well, Brad Underwood may mention it after the Friday night after the Iowa game, but Grandson and Trent Frazier kind of go head to head on the mile run to see who can finish it the fastest, see who's maybe in the the best shape. So that's uh, if he can, you know, play twenty. I don't know if he's gonna play thirty minutes all the time, but some twenty five plus. I mean, play twenty five plus good minutes. The Illinois uh, will be in a better place having you know a solid guy like that. Let's talk a little high school sports for a minute or two. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, ramping up a little more this week? Oh yeah. Uh, lots of, uh, lots of schools are set to get all, uh, start their, their basketball seasons later this week. Uh, I'm still in the process of, uh, compiling all sorts of schedules from our, from our coverage area. So Colin like is our preps coordinator who also handles Illinois football. Feel free to come back from vacation anytime. <laughs> I could use help with typing up schedules, but, uh, a serious note, it's good to have uh, you know some games back. We had a few, a handful uh, of high school sporting events uh, over the weekend. Uh, most notable, Tuscola Boys Basketball opened up the season Friday night by hosting Arthur Levington Atwood Hammond. Uh, they actually are set to play again tomorrow night against Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin, who actually also opened up Friday night too. Uh, they played up at Milford and. Uh, so there was a Urbana Boys Swimming had their first meet on, on Saturday. Um, Tuscola Villagrove Heritage Girls played Saturday afternoon. But this week, kind of a lot of teams in our area are going to open up. Um, there's a few high school girls games scheduled tonight, uh, some more boys games tomorrow, and then more towards later in the week, uh, Thursday, Friday. There's a lot more uh, on the docket still to come. Some other Illinois news from the weekend. Illinois Volleyball dropped two matches to number one, Wisconsin. They're scheduled to play at Penn State this weekend. Matt shakes his head like, okay, we'll that's, see. They're on hold now, right? Yeah. And then uh, about to be. Yeah. And that's just, uh, you know, kind of the, the world we live in. And, uh, you know, Illinois Volleyball had a, a tough weekend against a top ranked team in uh, the country in Wisconsin. If they're able to play Penn State, the Nittany Lions are, you know, kind of the cream of the crop, too, in the Big Ten. So, like, Chris Thomas says all the time that uh, the Big Ten is one of the best conferences in the country in volleyball, and that's still the case this season. And wrestling. Illinois went against number one <laughs> Iowa yesterday, 36-6 to was the final, and uh, the Illini scheduled to go against Minnesota on Friday. Women's basketball now 0-9 in the Big Ten after a loss at Wisconsin in which they scored just five points in the second quarter. 
Yeah, the second quarter has really been a bugaboo for them this season, one of many bugaboos for Nancy's phase program. And uh, you would have to think that looking at Sunday's game at Wisconsin, that was arguably the most winnable game left on Illinois' schedule this season. Wisconsin had not won a Big Ten game uh, until Sunday in, in beating the Illini. So uh, I know Janae Terry had a, another solid game for the Illini, but it just seems that the, the struggles continue for Nancy Fay's program and just, don't know when that's going to end. Just four Big Ten wins in, in three and a half mm-hmm. seasons, roughly 60 games, 61 games maybe. Yeah, I think she's four and 57 yeah. now in Big Ten play. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of work to do still for the Illinois women's basketball program. Moving up on 555, need to take one final break. We'll do that with some final words after this. Stay with us here on DWS. At Vision Point Eye Center, we are excited about 2021 and the great hope that this new year brings. If you haven't finished your resolutions, here's an idea that is life-changing. Resolve to see the new year clearly. Dr. Brownstone, Crockett, and Pinter at Vision Point Eye Center are ready to help you make that happen through LASIK. Wouldn't it be great to see the alarm clock in the morning? Just wake up and start your day and do any activity free of glasses or contacts? And LASIK is more affordable than you might think. Lots of people get LASIK by using their flex spending or MER accounts from work. If you don't have those options, we have a financing plan with up to a year interest-free. Everyone says it's the best decision I've ever made. And why did I wait so long? So don't you wait any longer. Schedule your free LASIK screening at visionpointi.com. Clearly you. Champagne Danville overhead doors can give you a new look to the familiar face of your home. Did you know that new garage doors can improve as much as a third of the front of your home? Champagne Danville overhead doors have trained techs who in just one day can make a great door work excellent. And you will experience a well-balanced, quiet door with precision rollers. There are infinite combinations of styles, colors, and compositions to choose from. Give your home a new look. Visit Champagne Danville overhead doors today online or call 217-367-8121. That's 367-8121. Water, agua, H2O, however you refer to this essential ingredient for life, Echo Water in Urbana can bring the best tasting water to you and your family. Did you know drinking water should be odorless, clean, and clear? Do you wait for the cloudiness to settle before you'll drink? Echo Water in Urbana will give your faucet bottled water taste all the time, every time. The days of lugging home heavy, awkward cases of bottled water are over. Call me, Keith Jamison, at Echo Water at 367-7112 and set up a free water test. Echo Water, it's that good. February is a great time to purchase new shirts and suits. During February, Joseph Kuhn Men's Store has all in-row nine-iron shirts and all stone-row slim-fit shirts priced at 60% off. Want a great price on new suits? Joseph Kuhn's regularly priced suits cost from $3.95 to $5.95 and are now $100 off. Joseph Kuhn Men's Store is proud to be voted three years running. The People's Choice is the best men's store in Champaign-Urbana. Come in during February and save 60% on in-row and stone-row shirts and save $100 on regularly priced suits. Joseph Kuhn's Men's Store, 33 East Main in downtown Champaign, your suit headquarters. It's Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens every Saturday morning. Join me, Tamara McDaniel, and the Prairie Gardens panel of plant experts as they offer sound advice and ideas for both novice and experienced gardeners right here in central Illinois. Email your questions to plantexperts at wdws.com. Call the show live at 356-9397 or send us a text at 351-5357. Listen every Saturday morning here on News Talk 1400 WDWS or streaming at wdws.com. Thank you. 
couple of minutes before six here on this edition of Monday Night Sports Talk on DWS. Bob Ospus, tell us uh, some of the stuff you're working on. I know we're getting a chance to uh, meet some of the uh, transfers that have already committed and are on campus, and I'm sure you'll be on top of that. That's correct. I'm writing about uh, uh, I wrote about uh, Hart for tomorrow, and Matt, tell me who I'm writing about for Wednesday. You wrote about Calvin Hart Jr. He's not just Come called on, Hart. Yeah. It's not like he's Prince or anything. <laughs> uh, his, his name escaped me. I'm uh, linebacker from he's transfer from North Carolina State. And then uh, Chase Hayden, uh, running back for transfer from uh, East Carolina. He's also at Arkansas. Under Brett Bielma talks tomorrow, and, and Bob will have uh, plenty of coverage of that in, in Wednesday's paper. What, what, what bad set? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. Thanks. Good to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week, thanks, if not guys. before. See you, Bob. Happy, happy early birthday to Julie. We didn't get a chance. We didn't get a chance to to talk much about the Cardinals trade, although Scott and I talked about it a lot. I was Friday just glad. I was, I, was just, I was just glad Scott was able to still file a story on deadline <laughs> Friday night and not just celebrate the fact that the Cardinals actually pulled off a highway some, robbery. Oh, it's unbelievable! I don't know what kind of blackmail <laughs> that John Mozeliak had on the, the Rockies, Rockies <laughs> but. What a deal. I had Lauren sitting next to me going, come on, Kelly, tell me more about that trade. <laughs> I said, we're in the middle of a basketball game here, Lauren. Yeah, that was. Uh, so I need more details. Well, it's been rumored for so long that you just kind of brush it off, and then right. you actually see it transpire, and national reporters are reporting it, and it's like, this is actually happening, and it's it's unbelievable. I mean, this vaults them to, okay, you have to make a deep run into October now. You can't waste the prime of Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Scott, have good travel to Bloomington tomorrow. Right fast again tomorrow night. Yeah. It's going to be a 9 p.m. start in in Bloomington (laughs) and local time. So I'm looking forward to that. Sleep in tomorrow. Appreciate you listening. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana for Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen. I'm Steve Kelly. We'll talk to you again soon here on WDWS Champaign-Urbana.